So I'm making this drink that I'm supposed to be whisking for 400 times. Well, at least 400 times, I'm told. And it's still going. Yes, I'm whisking it by hand. Ah, you know what? Screw this. I'm gonna use a mixer. You might have guessed it, that was me making the latest Asian drink trend to hit the culinary world. Dalgona coffee. And oh boy, do I have a lot to say about it. This is Take A Bow, the show exploring anything and everything around Asian food. I'm Lo Yijun. With the COVID-19 pandemic, things are looking bad for us on many fronts. And the food and dining industry is definitely very, very hard hit. I'm not dismissing any of that, but as a respite from all the doom and gloom, I thought to take a lighter approach this week, and we're going to explore one of the food trends that have really shaped up in the past month. Now, with the pandemic, most of us has had to stay at home more than we ever thought possible. And really, one silver lining that has come out of it is that people have been cooking a lot more. You've probably taken on projects in the kitchen that you never thought you'd have the time to do. I've seen friends dabbling into sourdoughs and making kombuchas, baking elaborate cakes and spending hours decorating cookies. And of course, I've seen a ton of people online that has made the viral drink that is Dalgona coffee. So this episode, we are going to find out more about how this crazy coffee trend came to be. We'll hear about how this drink that sounds Korean actually has links to India and learn about the science of coffee foam. Plus, we'll also be roughing some feathers today because we'll be discussing or criticizing one aspect of Dalgona coffee that hasn't really been talked about much, its taste. And spoiler alert, it's not that great. So we'll seek help from baristas and coffee experts and see if we can improve on this viral drink. Now, although I do drink coffee nearly every morning and am prone to indulging in bougie lattes and flat white sometimes, yes, yes, I feel your judgment already. I would hardly call myself a coffee expert. So to introduce us to Dalgona Coffee, I talked to one of the best baristas in Malaysia, Sean Liu. He's won many awards and owns two famous cafes in Malaysia. So he's quite the coffee connoisseur. Hi, I'm Sean and I am the Malaysia Brewers Cup champion 2017 and 2019. And I'm also the co-founder of uh, Yellow Brick Road and Wizards at Tribeca. Okay, so Dalgona Coffee. Um, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you've seen so many people, friends making this drink at home. Um, but for those who don't yeah. know, how would you describe it? So Dalgona Coffee uh, is a drink that I came across through TikTok because uh, there was like this hashtag called Dalgona Coffee Challenge and I was quite curious like you know like what the heck is this drink you know so when I clicked into it right I was like oh okay so it's like pretty simple uh, literally it's just like um, instant coffee sugar and just hot water and then you just have to whisk your life away 
And uh, basically, you, you serve it either as a hot drink or you can normally, the, the most popular one is always an ice cream with milk. Ah, TikTok, the frontier of today's food trends. And yes, while social media does have a lot to do with Dalgona coffee's rise, one of the other reasons why it's gotten so popular is because at its heart, it's a really simple recipe. One that can be made with things you probably already have in your pantry. Like Sean said, essentially all you need is instant coffee, sugar, hot water, and a lot of elbow grease. And you end up with this creamy, golden brown foam that you then spoon on top of a glass of cold milk. And that's it. That's the drink. So yeah, so that's how I actually discovered uh, a little bit more about that on TikTok. And, and then subsequently, I started to Google or YouTube, like, you know, how to make this drink. So, you know, since I'm like back at home and most of the time, like, you know, you have nothing much to do. So basically, you just want to try to experiment different things and stuff like that. Now, when it comes to recipes, there are often many different versions of the same dish. Recipe writers and cooks rarely agree on one single way or one single recipe of doing things. I mean, for even the simplest foods like egg fried rice or roast chicken or kimchi, different cookbooks and cooks will have slightly differing quantities and ingredients for the same thing. But with Dalgona coffee, there's one exact recipe has spread far and wide. The recipe is quite simple. It's two tablespoons of instant coffee. So uh, I chose to use Nescafe Gold. I used two tablespoons of uh, sugar and then two tablespoons of hot water. That's it. See, this is the recipe that people all across the world have been using. It's equal parts volumetrically of instant coffee, sugar, and hot water, two tablespoons of each. And actually, there's one more nugget of information on top of what Sean laid out. If you've watched videos of people making this drink online, you'll often hear the magic number 400 times. Because apparently, for Dalgona coffee, you have to whisk it 400 times, which sounds like a lot. Now, to find out how this specific recipe and this specific number came to be, we can look at its name. I mean, why is it called Dalgona? Is Dalgona a place, a cooking technique, a name of a person? Turns out, there's a story behind it. So uh, I think this particular trend uh, started off with this Korean artist. His name is uh, Jong Il-woo. He's, okay, he's uh, basically a Korean actor who actually visited an eatery in Macau. Yeah, so he actually then he then later actually presented this particular uh, drink in one of his shows called A Top Recipe at uh, fun strong. And uh, basically, when he had this drink, it reminded him of uh, this Korean honeycomb toffee. It's called Dalgona. So that's how it, it came to be, you know. Uh, that's how it started to get very popular. So it started in Korea first, and then it slowly started to expand in uh, Asia. So I did some digging and hunted down this show, which, yes, when translated, it's called Star's Top Recipe at Fun Strand. I know the name is a mouthful and it doesn't do the show any justice. But if you're interested, the scene is in episode 10. And sure enough, there's Jong Il Woo getting all excited about this burly man in Macau stirring a cup of instant coffee for, and I quote, 400 times. So that's where that magic number comes from. But the thing is, in this version, on the show, 
the milk is poured into the coffee foam and then stirred. So the drink turns out to be one homogenous mixture. Whereas for the Dalgona coffee that we know, the coffee foam is separated from the milk itself, with the foam just floating on top. But as Sean mentioned, there's in fact another video, a short video posted up on the Korean KBS TV channel that shows Jung Il-woo making a version of this coffee at home. And it's in this version where instead of mixing the milk with the coffee foam, he gently spooned on some of the coffee foam on top of a glass of milk, making the version of Dalgona coffee that has hit social media like a pandemic. But let's step back for a second, because prior to Il-woo creating that drink, the drink that he had in Macau was something that the locals have served for a long time. And in fact, it isn't just in Macau where you'll find this drink, because there's a hugely popular version of it in India. Yes, yes. So yeah, basically, this drink actually originated in Rajasthan in India. It's just until today, only people started to discover, oh, actually, it's a drink that was already been there for the past many, many, many years. In fact, many Indian food sites and food writers have been crying out at how Indians have been making this Dalgona-esque drink for ages. But now that it's become so popular, none of it is attributed back to their country. It does uh, upset me a little bit sometimes when I see them like talking about Dalgona coffee. That is my friend Ibani Tawari. She's a R&D chef in India. And growing up in Mumbai, she's had this coffee drink that's very similar to Dalgona coffee. So I called her up to learn more. Hi, Bunny. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Okay, so Bunny, first of all, Dalgona coffee, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, the name itself, uh, yeah, a lot of people were saying, oh, it came from like Korea. But actually, it's very similar, if not identical to something that you have in India, right? And yeah. T- is it is it basically exactly the same? Um. Yes and no. So in India, it's something we call feti hui, which feti hui essentially translates to like whipped or beaten. How we usually serve this is uh, like if I have to make this for myself, just like in a cup, it's equal parts of instant coffee powder, like a Nescafe and uh, just some powdered sugar and a little bit of water or hot water. I mean, room temperature water works perfectly fine. And you just whip it with like a spoon or a a tiny whisk. And you just whip it until it's nice and bubbly. And to this, we usually add hot water or hot milk. And uh, you drink it as is, actually. Now, that sounds distinctively similar to Dalgona coffee. Only Feiti Hui has existed in India for decades, probably ever since instant coffee was a thing. In fact, there are companies that have been selling Feiti Hui as a ready drink. Actually, a couple of years ago, there was um, there's an Indian coffee company called Brew, and they were actually selling this um, like this liquid decoction, <laughs> which is basically a mix of the sugar, water, and the coffee powder. They were selling that ready decoction ah. in like tiny packets, like single serve packets, with the label Feiti Hui Coffee. You can actually look that up. <laughs> right. It's quite funny because uh, I mean they just like added water and sugar to it and they were selling it like that. (laughs) I mean, it's as lazy as possible. (laughs) But uh, yeah. Just imagine that ready Dalgona coffee without all the whisking. Now, although the base recipe for both Feiti Hui and Dalgona coffee are very similar, there's a difference in the end product. So it's not as frothy as, say, a Dalgona coffee is. 
but uh, it is pretty frothy but it doesn't have like that layer of like that light meringue esque uh, coffee froth and foam that is on the dalgona coffee so it is pretty i think it's pretty inspired and they've taken it a notch higher than like it, the indian style of frothy coffee in terms of like how light it is cuz like the like the dalgona foam literally floats on top of the milk which is what's so cool about it and that's why it's like instagram worthy right now but our coffee is it's like a nice soft you know like it's soft egg whites like when you like beat them like a little fluffy right like that yeah and for you personally like which one uh-huh. which one would you prefer to have i just think the dalgona coffee is a lot of work man <laughs> <laughs> to make all the time i mean it's not like i can make a bunch of it and keep cuz it's going to flat out yeah 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 <laughs> so it's nice like when you have time on a like on a sunday afternoon or something to make uh-huh or, or like when you're stuck in a in a lockdown like yeah, like nowadays exactly. and that's why people are making it right like i'm i've made it at home a bunch of times and my mom hasn't said a word cuz she knows i have nothing to do <laughs> cuz Because if the, if I were to do this on a busy day when she's rushing to like leave for work, I'd probably get a earful. <laughs> But uh, yeah, otherwise I think everybody is just like making it right now because they have the time. I have friends who've actually made it by hand, so I mean that really takes yeah, a it lot takes ages. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yes, Dalgona is a lot of work, and if you've seen videos of YouTubers making it online. It does take a lot of whisking, often more than the 400 times that was quoted on that Korean show. Now, why does Dalgona take so long to make, and what's the science behind it? For that, we turn to one of the grandmasters of coffee, James Hoffman. He's a coffee YouTuber, podcaster, winner of the World Barista Championship in 2007, and the author of the World Atlas of Coffee. Now James released a video on Dalgona coffee a few weeks back which I found super insightful to understanding how the foam in Dalgona actually whips up. And despite not having interviewed him personally, I did contact him for permission to use some of the audio from his videos and he so graciously allowed me to. Here's his explanation. The first time I saw it I thought that looks a lot like a meringue. before you cook it obviously and it kind of is the same thing now in meringue you've got a couple of things going on you've got uh, egg whites they're providing the sort of the foaming uh, properties of that thing and you've got sugar to stabilize the foam and here coffee is providing the foaming agent now when you roast coffee you create a bunch of compounds called melanoidins these were identified by a paper uh, published i think by illy or the researchers at illy um that these were the foaming agents in espresso they allow crema to happen they form a stable foam these i suspect are the very same foaming agents here that they're, they're typically called surfactants which is a shortening of surface active agents they're things that wrap themselves around bubbles uh, and make those bubbles strong in milk for your cappuccino well proteins there are playing the role of the, the surfactants so here in coffee just having surfactants doesn't make a perfectly stable foam you'll know that because your crema on your espresso disappears within a minute or two it kind of bubbles away and fades So this technique doesn't work for espresso. Trust me, I've tried. But what's happening then in Dalgona coffee? What's happening here is a couple of things. We're whisking it to form a foam. But the liquid that we're making a foam out of is extremely viscous. We've got, you know, 20 grams of sugar in 20 grams of water. That's a 1 to 1 syrup here, and we've also added 6 grams of soluble material. 
that's thick and gooey liquid now, right? That's sticky. So when you form a foam out of such a viscous liquid, it means that your drainage is very slow. And the smaller your bubbles can be, the stronger that foam is going to be. A small bubble is inherently stronger than a much, much larger bubble. That's what we've got here. We've whipped air into a sweet coffee-like liquid, uh, and we've beaten it until the bubbles are tiny, but that foam is very, very stable. Mm. Okay, now that we've learned about the culture as well as the science behind Dalgona coffee, we can't go a whole episode without actually making one. So, I know you're wondering, how did that go? Well, listen on. Okay, so I'm in my kitchen and I'm going to make this Dalgona coffee. So the recipe starts off with two tablespoons of instant coffee. Here we go. and two tablespoons of sugar. And finally, we need two tablespoons of hot water, which I've got in a boil here. And we're gonna start whisking. Okay, with the magic of uh, post-production, I've already sped up this tape, but I've been basically whisking for the past three, four minutes, and it still doesn't seem like it's getting anywhere. Ah, you know what? Screw this. I'm gonna use a mixer. Oh, that's much easier. That's so much easier. Ooh, okay. Now we have a really nice foam. And that took, what, one minute in the mixer or even less. And, oh my gosh, it's so luscious. Now we just need our milk and ice. And we're gonna put on the foam. And there you have it, Dalgona coffee. Okay, so I made Dalgona coffee. Sure, big deal. So as many other people, of course. But here's one thing they don't tell you. Is Dalgona actually a good drink? I'm sorry, but personally, I'm really not a fan. It's just really strong and harsh, and it actually gets quite tricky to mix the foam into the milk. Or maybe I'm just drinking it wrong. I know there are people out there who are big fans of this drink, and though I submit that taste is entirely subjective and personal, I promise you my dissatisfaction with Dalgona isn't that unpopular of an opinion. Just hear what Sean has to say about it. Um, I think it's a very innovative beverage, but it's quite sweet. Uh, it's quite sweet. And here's what Abani thinks. 
I thought it was a little too sweet for my liking. And James Hoffman, coffee expert extraordinaire, has strong opinions about the taste of Dalgona coffee too. I do just want to have a little bit of a PSA with this one, a little bit of a warning. This is a single beverage. And in making this, I pretty much used all of the coffee foam that I created. And that coffee foam had six grams of instant coffee in it. That is about three and a half standard 200 ml cups. That is, that is a lot of coffee plus 20 grams of sugar, right? So, so this looks cool, but bear in mind, it's very strong. So yes, Dalgona coffee looks stunning. It has that velvety, smooth foam sitting on top of the milk, which really makes it so, so aesthetically pleasing. But really, in terms of the taste, it just has a lot of bitterness to it from the instant coffee, and that then is heavily masked by a lot of sweetness from the sugar. So really, it's just very bitter and very sweet. Now, being a food writer and recipe developer, my natural instinct is to want to improve on it. And with coffee, the general consensus is that espresso usually tastes miles better than instant coffee. But the problem with it, as we heard from James, is that it doesn't whip up quite as well. The problem uh, with espresso, confusingly, is that it's too dilute. Making it this way, when we've got 6 grams of instant coffee to 20 grams of water, well, we have a much, 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 much stronger liquid than we could ever hope to produce from espresso without making that espresso taste disgusting. If you try to just sweeten espresso and whip it, you will get a foam out of it eventually, but not a stable foam because it's too dilute. It's not viscous enough. It will drain out of that foam far too quickly. You could try and concentrate your espresso, I guess. You could heat it. Essentially, you could reduce it on the pan. Don't do that, though. That will taste disgusting. And also, when you heat coffee like that, you create some unpleasant compounds that just I don't advise doing that. The other thing I could think of would be doing something like pulling a shot and putting it into something like a chamber vacuum, where if you pulled a vacuum on it, it would uh, boil as a liquid at room temperature, so you wouldn't be adding heat, but you could still evaporate out a lot of water. You'd lose a lot of aromatics, but I guess it would work. You'd want to remove probably half the water. I don't have a chamber vacuum, but I guess if I did, I could test it that way. Now, I don't have a chamber vacuum either, and I doubt you do too. So what else can we do? Well, I talked to Sean and got some suggestions from him too. Sean has made three versions of Dalgona. One with coffee, one with Milo, which is a malt chocolate drink that's popular in Malaysia and many other countries in the world. And the last one with matcha or green tea. And he too faced very similar problems. So I did uh, Dalgona, Milo and uh, the matcha. So it doesn't work the same way with instant coffee. And I also tried with espresso. It also, like, it didn't really work until I discovered that you kind of need to add uh, extra ingredients into it to make it to what it is. The first time I did was a Dalgona Milo. So it was a Dalgona. Because literally, like, I tried the same recipe, two tablespoons Milo, two tablespoons of sugar, and two tablespoons of hot water. And I kept whisking. I was like, wow, how come whisking is, like, so thick? And then it's, like... It's thick, but it's not a fluffy kind of thickness. It was quite dense. So I found that something was wrong with it. Then I was like, okay, this is like a Dalgona. So it's not going to be a Dalgona anymore. But then speaking with his team of professional baristas, they figured out a simple workaround. I actually had this chat with uh, one of my baristas, uh, Sing Tong from Ribbing Bag. 
And he told me that, Sean, why don't you just add uh, whipped cream? Then you can get the texture already. I said, oh, yeah. So I added like 50 mils of whipped cream. And then when I whisk it right there, I was able to get the texture. I was like, yes. Oh, listen to that sound of triumph. So whipped cream is a cheat code to an actually tasty, delicious cup of Dalgona coffee. So taking this as inspiration, I made myself some whipped cream Dalgona coffee. And as for the results... Well, let's head back into the kitchen. Okay, let's have a taste. Oh my God. Okay, not that it's anything unexpected because it just is whipped cream flavored with coffee, but good coffee. But it really makes a whole world of difference. Gosh, this is so much better than the Dalgona coffee made with instant coffee. I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm sounding really, really bougie right now. But okay, I'm going to give my, my mom a try. Just if you think you don't, don't believe me, um, I'm, I'm going to give both of it to her. And she hasn't tasted the Dalgona, so I won't tell her which is which. Um, so we'll see what she says. Hey, mom. Is this a trendy drink that people are making online? Hey, there's a spoon. Oh, here. So bitter. <laughs> try try mixing it in. What mixing it? Yeah, mix up. Mix in, ah? Yeah, yeah. Then after other people cannot take it. Eh? Oh, I see. It's better than just now. But? Hmm? But still have the bitter taste. You don't like it? Mm, no. Not for me. Okay, try try the other one. Mm, this one is nicer. This one is much nicer than the other one. That's it? You don't have anything else to say? Okay, good. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Well, there you have it. The verdict is out. And might I say that my mum is the ultimate judge when it comes to food? So if my mum says it's good, you bet it's good. So just as a recap, what did we learn today? Well, we broke some myths about Dalgona because this drink that at first seems to have been popularised by Korean social media actually has roots in many cultures in the world, not least in Macau and especially in India, where they have a very similar frothy coffee drink they call Feiti Hui. And finally, we learned that although Dalgona coffee can be a fun or frustrating drink to make, its taste leaves much to be desired. So if you can, if you're going to make Dalgona coffee, try and get good coffee or espresso and incorporate it into some whipped cream before plopping it on top of an ice-cold glass of milk. That will make a truly stunning, cloud-like coffee drink that tastes as light and dreamy as it looks. Thank you for listening to Take A Bow. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you can, 
If it's not too big of an ask, I would love it if you could tell one food friend about the show. It will really, really help the show grow and get more people excited about Asian food. Because really, this whole show is just run by me, and I don't have a whole team editing episodes, so it does take quite a while to put each episode together. And I'm doing it purely out of love and interest for the subject matter, so I'm still figuring out how to make this sustainable long term. But with more people interested in topics and shows like this one, as indirect as it might seem, spreading word about the show will really be of massive, massive help. So if you liked it, please do tell a friend about the show. Take a bow is hosted and produced by me, Lo Ijun. Special thanks to Sean Liu and Ebani Tawari for sharing their knowledge. Also, many thanks to James Hoffman for giving me permission to use the audio from his fantastic video explaining the science behind Dalgona coffee. And finally, special thanks to Magdalene Wong who did our album art. Our next episode will be out in a fortnight. Until then, this is Jun bowing out. <laughs>